0: How y'all doing out there? Um, this is The Grio, and this is your podcast known as The Lesson Plan, and I'm so glad that you are continuing to tune in. Um, I didn't drop an episode last week, although I recorded one, y'all, because I found myself second guessing some things, you know? And I think sometimes we do that, you know, S- especially when we're moving in our purpose and our vision. Sometimes we second-guess ourselves. But I talked to God about this, and um, he put it in my heart to do it. And he told me, don't be afraid of the vision that I have placed before you. And I really want to encourage y'all to continue to pursue your purpose and to take what you can from your hiccups, your slip-ups, and whatever hang-ups you may have, and learn from them. Turn those stumbling blocks into stepping stones, y'all, because that's what I'm going to continue to do god said let there be janea let there be the Grio. let there be me the melanated visionary and that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna move in different capacities i'm gonna move in different ways and i'm gonna make these moves so that i can pursue and fulfill my purpose and be a blessing to others and let them be a blessing to me because that's what it's about y'all it's about really building each other's up building each other up and especially where I'm at in education, it's about building these students up. So if you have any feedback, continue to bring it my way. You can shoot me an email. Um, you'll find that in the information on Spotify or podcast, um, iTunes podcast. And you can check me out on my um, instagram page known as the melanated visionary i look forward to hearing from you guys and i hope you enjoy this next episode it's episode five and uh tell me what you think about it after you listen to it and tell me what you think about the other episodes if um you haven't had a chance to listen i look forward to hearing from you guys and i hope you have a good one peace out this is the Grio. y'all you know what it is this is the lesson planned and your host the griot is on the mic y'all it's my fifth episode hold on wait a minute hey i'm sorry that's when i get excited i get like an old black lady or like some james brown voice, like i don't know why that's that's what i do when i get excited just a little bit excited but i'm it's my fifth episode, and I'm so grateful for you guys as listeners. I'm so grateful for your feedback. Remember, you can always slide in my DMs at my Instagram page, Melanated Visionary. Um, you can also see the link um, in my Spotify and on Apple's podcast. It's in the um, description because I really want to hear your feedback, your ideas, and your suggestions. Um So let's uh, get into what today's episode is going to be about. Okay? And you know that this is a podcast from a black woman, a person of color, to represent um, individuals... In, 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 get my words out, in education, to represent individuals in education. I started this podcast to really empower parents as well as to um, empower educators, especially black and brown educators, because I felt like we don't have a voice because education is, as we know, predominantly white women, white men. And I thought I know that the representat- representation is needed for us. And a voice out there, and your voices out there to say, hey, I hear you, I see you, thanks for the gems, thanks for the knowledge, let's see what we can do so we can strengthen these kids. So, let's talk about what today's episode is going to be about. It's called the personality test. Dun, dun, dun. I know, I, I always wanted to do that. Just dun, dun, dun. But anyways, it's called the personality test because... If you didn't know, around late February, definitely March, parts of April, uh, schools are hiring. School districts are hiring. People are looking for n- new jobs. People uh, taking days off to interview just to see where they want to go and explore their options. So I call it the personality test because when we interview, we're not going into an interview for um, for the resume and for the credentials. You're, you're really not. And I really wanted to do this episode because on my past interviews and my past experiences, when you first start out, you're just like, oh, golly gee whiz, mom, I got a job. You're so excited. You're just like, oh, boy, I can't wait. It's my year out of college, and I'm just going to pay off these student loan debts, and I'm so excited. I don't know why I sound like a 1950s Leave it to Beaver, but I mean, that's you're just so gassed up, you know what I mean? You're like, okay, I'm about to make this money make this paper and these people actually want me and you're so excited because you're like oh my gosh they want to employ me me and I don't really have experience well the fact of the matter is you kind of got a dead that mentality a little bit you know what I mean you got to put it aside and you really got to think about what you're going to do as an employee going into that interview Especially speaking, only narrative I can speak from a black and brown narrative, because you need to make sure you are not going to be pigeonholed or put in a position as a disciplinarian as a person of color, because we'll talk more on that later. That's what we're put into a lot of times. But you really want to interview for any educator? Interview that leadership when, as much as they're interviewing you, and it's like a personality test to see how we fit in this relationship. Because at the end of the day, if we're not on good terms, um, and we're not seeing eye to eye, we're not on accord. Hey, hey, we're not on one accord. Then we're gonna have some uh, some concerns as we go along the way. But before we continue, let me drop some uh, some knowledge for you. Let's get some text. Um, let's talk about the, vocab word, the vocab word of the week. Vocab word of the week. Vocab word of the week. The vocab word of the week, uh, my wonderful listeners, uh, is servant leader. Hmm. Servant leader. Why did you pick that vocab word? Well, that's what we are as educators, right? That's what our leadership is. We're servant leaders. We model what it means to put ourselves into positions to build people up. For me, um, that comes from me, just m- my definition of defining of that comes from my understanding as a Christian and through the church is, you know, I'm seeking for me personally as a servant leader in school and out of school, I'm seeking to do and be used for God's purpose to really facilitate the best for a person like as a servant leader, I believe that you are working, where, where, if it's in school and, and in that environment, to build your coworkers up because you want to build that culture up. You want them to be the best versions of them th- of themselves they can be, and you definitely want to have a classroom culture where, as a servant leader, you're modeling to your students how they can be the best versions of themselves. It is so necessary. It is so important that you understand the power and I said that in past episodes, the power you have, especially as a person of color. Oh, my goodness. You, you don't even know what you have um, the, in ways how you influence your kids. So you're, you're being a servant leader. You're not just leading a class. You're, you're making sure you find the facets that you can be used to be a blessing to your kids and really show them what it means to be amazing. Whether that means modeling patience and... <gasps> taking a breath and holding your tongue when you want to spaz out on them because they act like they ain't got no sense because it's a Thursday afternoon. And you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever taught Thursdays and Fridays, kids be like, I'm done, especially around March and April. They're like, are we still here? I'm like, yes, baby, we still got to learn. So I want you to keep that in mind um, when you go into your interviews. You're looking for servant leaders and you're looking to be a servant leader. Um, I like to take uh, Maya's quote, Miss Maya Angelou, or Dr. Maya Angelou, let me say that correctly. Um, She said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that's also something you need to think about as you're going into these interviews and you're having your personality test. You're looking to see how these people, how did they receive you? How do they make you feel? How did they make you feel about their school? How do they make you feel about the environment? Use your intuitive nature. Pay attention. Pray for that spirit of discernment so you can understand if this is a place you should be. Y'all, I've said it again. I'll say it before. You are not just a teacher. You are a steward over a student's education. You are a steward over their experience and I think you really need to let that resonate you you don't you want to know why kids can't stand school because they've had a piss poor experience at times you know what I mean like they may not remember everything you've done but they'll remember that if you made them feel welcome if you made them feel like they were a part of this situation uh, situation being their academic success in their in learning if you made them feel empowered and that, that's, that, that's real important when you go into these interviews. And, and here's some things uh, I, I'm going to help us with that so we can uh, uh, move through and parse out so the, the schools we need to be at and the schools we shouldn't. In our past episodes, we talked about knowing uh, where you teach, why you teach, and what you teach. You figured out things you need to know for yourself before you go into these interviews, right? Like I'm—I'm never—I mean, I say I'm never, but I don't ever plan to be in the suburbs. That's just not where I want to be. That's not where I see myself reflected. I know where I want to teach. I want to teach in urban demographics, urban environments, and I want to teach kids who reflect me. Why? Here's a little story to tell you. And. Um, I wore my afro out. <laughs> you can see it on my Instagram page. It was popping. Uh, my hairdresser just cut it and shaped it. It was fresh. I wore my afro out, and one of my students, um, he doesn't like his hair touch, so he wears his hair in an afro. This is a little boy. And I went up to him, I said, you inspire me every day with your afro, so I decided to wear mine out. Y'all, if y'all could have seen the look in that little boy's eyes, he looked at me and said, Really? Let me say it again so you get the tone. Really? Like he was so filled with happiness that someone could connect and, and inspire him and let him know he's seen and that he's beautiful. And he said, Miss, you have great hair. I said, you do too, baby. And that's why I wore my hair like this because you inspired me. And that made my day. And that reminds me, like, that's, that, that's what you got to look for. You got to know for yourself where you want to teach, why you want to teach, and what you want to teach. Now, once you establish that, you know what I mean, you go into these interviews, you're going to be talking to leadership, right? Most likely the principal, and assistant principal. You should be talking to the principal. I should say that. And when you get in there... There's some really, really important questions I want you to take down because a bunch of y'all is looking for jobs right now um, because this is when we hire. And to start off, and and also, parents, if you're listening, you can ask these very same questions. They're very important. These aren't all the major ones, but these are some questions I thought that were important to me. These are things you can ask parents as well, the principal, assistant principal, all these different things. One of the questions... Um, How do you build community? Now, when I ask how do you build community, I'm not just talking um, the, the students. There's two parts to that. You want a servant leader, a principal who can answer that question, how do I build community with my staff as well as my students? Because although this is a job and you have to remember it is a job in many different ways, it's a business in many different ways, and you have to... You have to know that it is very community oriented because we're interacting, we're socializing with people, we're, we're, we're treating people as soundboards, we're building off each other in all different capacities in regards to our relationships. So you want to know how he builds community. He or she, excuse me, builds community between the staff because it gets all schools aren't starting out at like the top and the kids' test scores and behaviors are fine and all these different things and your kids aren't lacking anything, a lot of times you go into schools, kids are dealing with a lot of issues. There's a lot of struggle bus issues that we got to work out together. So you want to know, you want to ask him, and you want your him or her principal to come back or leadership team to come back with at least... Even if they don't understand a plan to see how they can build community with their staff. You want a leadership team that shows you that they're invested. And one way that a principal can tell you that they're invested in their staff, if you ask them the next question, is like, how do you receive feedback from your staff? Um, what's the expectation you have of your staff? And whenever a principal gives you back information like, well, I love to hear from my staff as well as a principal who's honest in saying i have a i have a plan and a vision that i have to execute my staff is welcome a hundred percent to contribute but I also have to have that work in tandem with my vision because you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen right i don't want a principal who's like well yeah whatever feedback i'll take and whatever happens have to know i need somebody with a plan an agenda and who but who also understands that this itinerary we have on this journey can be modified because we're dealing with people and things fluctuate and move and some things you got to cut off that you start off in the year some things you got to add you want a principal who says you know i got check-ins with you i'm here for you i'm trying to support you the best i can um and it's important the next question you can ask your principal is how often am i going to see you i am not a fan of principals i don't see in the halls now, or in the classrooms, I know that you know they're busy a hundred percent because they have administrative duties to perform. At the same time, I am very, and I have become in my own experience, very uh, used to having my principal present, and that's important. Like, why wouldn't you want to be present? I, I I've been in schools where it was like, do you know who the prince? I ask students, do you know who the principal is? No. Why not? Like, we are all part of we are all part of this together. Like, just because you have. Have more administrative roles doesn't mean you're not just as necessary for the students to see who you are because and that also speaks to the morale for the staff and you know you feel supported when you see your principal bearing witness to the work and what you do and not just showing up for the mid-year review oh lord that is like come on y'all like you got you just going to show up for the mid-year review, watch me teach one time, and then give me feedback? Um, No, here's the thing about that. That's one day out of that whole entire year, 180 days. I need my principal at least present more often than that so that you can give me a holistic picture of who I am as a teacher. Like, we're human beings. You know, you may try your best. You might have an off day. Your kids might have an off day. I still need a principal who's receptive and understands that. And that's important. You should ask in the interview. How often will you be um, how often will you be coming in to review me? How often will you be coming in to see me perform um and and do my teaching duties? How often will you be present? Because that's not satisfactory to me as an employee, as a teacher, should I say? Excuse me, as a teacher, if someone who um has this authority to give me a good or not so good review or whatever it may be to not be present and do that part of their job that is a hundred percent a part of their job um the idea that you're just there, I barely see you is just not it's not satisfactory like I said, so you should definitely ask your principal how often will will you be present and I think it's really needed that they give you a good answer in regards to that. Another question. Um, That's important is you got to ask your principal, um, what do the students need? And again, parents ask the same thing. What do you ask them? What do they think their students need? You know, because each year we go in, you either get a, especially in middle school, high school, whatever, you get a fresh crop of students and you have to have some plans in place, some vision in place to see how we can support the new students coming in, as well as understanding that our students that we have are, are evolving, changing human beings. So what do you have to have a principal and a leadership team who can identify what? students require for them to grow what was needed last year should really shouldn't be i mean in an ideal world i should say shouldn't be the same thing we should have we should hopefully have nipped some things in the bud and got and and help the kids cultivate and establish that as we continue to grow so that's really important that you get that question down what else we got here on the list Hmm. Oh, um, did I mention what's your expectation? I don't think I did in full clarity. Definitely ask your principal while you're interviewing them. What's their expectation, um, of you? What's your expectation of me? Uh, y'all, as a teacher. What does that mean? Am I lesson planning? Am I intellectually prepping? Is the curriculum prepared for me? Um, What are these different things that are going to be required to me in regards to um, the cultural being developed? Am I going to have different duties? All these different things are necessary. And why am I saying this? Why am I saying you interview them? Because you don't want to be in a place that's not good for you. And you don't want to be a place that you're not going to be good for. I can't emphasize this enough. This all goes back to the students. You are there to be a good steward over these children, over these students. You are facilitating their growth as young, amazing scholars. You do not want to be in a place that does not align with you. I was on an interview one time, and I was like, what's the curriculum looking like? Facts. What's the curriculum looking like? I, I, I have a serious concern and I don't want to be in a place that a curriculum is not reflective of black and brown students. I have no time for us. I need to know that the principal leadership team and curriculum items are like trying to be as flexible as possible because I don't got time for this. i am be real honest. It, it, it blows my mind how we comfortable with the idea of having our kids taught things from a white perspective, a white systematic oppressive perspective. Okay. And people may not agree with me when I say that, but I'm serious. Like, you don't, you, representation matters. Uh, that's hands down. Okay. Representation matters. I know I'm going off on a tangent, but it's real because it just frustrates me. And you should be in a, when you in these interviews and you're interviewing them, it isn't, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. You should feel some type of way if they're like, well, Oh, the curriculum doesn't really reflect our students, but it, it helps facilitate uh, the standards they need to meet. Uh, the common core standards. We're going to talk about more of that on another episode. The common core standards they need to meet. It's been proven. If You you don't even got to look at statistics. If you interested in what you're learning about. If you And if you see yourself reflected in it, you learn better. So that, again, goes back to the students. What does this do for our kids? So you really got to ask them what your expectations are, y'all. Ask them what they have of you, what they want of you, what, you, what, what, you, what you're going to do for them, what they want to do for you. Because me saying all those things, asking about the curriculum, their expectation might be for me. Well, can you start writing that curriculum? I sure can if you give me a stipend so that's something else you need to always remember know your worth know your value so that when you're asked to do all these things and these expectations or you present like me and say well what's the curriculum looking like what's the culture looking like then and they ask you to work on that no problem i'm gonna need a stipend though that's it i'm I'm gonna need and it's not about the money it's about my skill set is being transferred to this area and i'm gonna need to get compensated for my worth that's all i'm saying so um Another question, y'all, in this little Q&A, hope you're writing these down, you know, for that personality test you're going to have when you go on an interview. Um, you really should ask a principal in a leadership team, what is the one thing you would change about the school? What's the one thing you think that, you know, you want to ask them, what's the one thing you think you would change? What's the one thing you, you would want to amend and fix and correct? What's just poking at you? Because you want them to be able to identify, again, concerns, issues, as, as well as celebrations and wins. But when you are do when you do that, you can see, again, if you align with their philosophy and you can see how you can be a part of that situation, how you can be a part of its growth, and how you can support it. Again, it goes back to... The students, you want to know what you can contribute. You want to know what you can provide. Again, parents can do the same thing. What can you just contribute as a member of this community? What can you provide? Because it's all about these kids getting the best, and they deserve it. They deserve it. They deserve a world-class education, period. There's nothing, they, especially in this country, there's nothing that they should be deprived of so that they can get the best education they, they, they should have. Another question, how do you feel about metal detectors? See, like, I- I'm not a fan of them at all. No way, shape, form, and fashion. This state actually has it where you do need them in some schools. And I'm like, I'm not a fan of it because I. I- that goes to the school experience. Like, I went to school and we had metal detectors. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I-, I don't even have a response, you know? Like, the idea of having a metal detector in school should should speak to different things and and not the fact that students are violent. It should speak to other concerns and why we have those present, present and what we're really um, indoctrinating into students' minds. What are we really telling them? Um, another question, guys. Um, I know I'm going through this, and I, I really hope you're writing these down because I really just want you to think about these things um, as you go into your interviews because I don't want you in a school— that's not for you, and I don't want you in school. That you're not gonna be good for. I don't. It's better if you're not there at all. And I'll be very transparent when I say that you do not. If if it's not for you, don't just don't go there. Go work somewhere else. Find another job. You qualified, I'm sure. You got a degree, and you probably certified too, which doesn't mean you qualified. But whatever. That's just my opinion. <laughs> um, another question you want to ask them is the turnover rate. And again, parents ask the same thing. Why do you have such a high turnover rate? And turnover rate, guys, is when you have a teacher there one year or not even one year. You have a teacher there six months and they leave. You have um um ATs there and they leave. You have all these different people there and they leave within a short period of time. You really need continuity, excuse me, and education. You really need it um, because it shows structure and it really builds structure for the students like kids need to go to school again looking for that experience where they feel that they are being provided with a safe place that they can trust school should be a place you trust and feel safe and want to learn and like that that i can't speak to that enough so whenever you ask um a principal what's your turnover rate they should be able to tell you and they should tell you why they have a tight turnover rate or they have a low turnover rate you know, there shouldn't be getting rid of staff left and right because that speaks to the administration. That speaks to the administration's inability to hire people who can stay there or it speaks to the structures or lack thereof. So that's really important because then again, you might be leaving in six months, too, if you're not feeling with you're not rocking with it, you know. And another thing that you want to think about is how you can grow there. Are there professional developments how, how how can you be more of a part of that place? Because, remember, you want some continuity. You want to stay a while. You really want to support it. Um, and you want to ask them, what space do I have to grow? Because, believe me, you will get frustrated if you don't want to just stay in a classroom, if you want to work in different capacities. You also want to ask, speaking of not just growing for yourself, you want to ask how systems scale up. How do they grow from year to year? Are they going to change? Are they going to alternate? You want to ask the principal about culture, um, as well as systems. What's the culture in a classroom look like? What's different things in 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 the school look like when it comes to accountability and discipline? Um, our kids always sent out the classroom. Is that how you want to? Just different things. These are a variety variety of different things. I hope get your mind going. Again, parents, you can do the same thing. You need to ask these questions about the people who are in front of your students for six to seven hours a day. Excuse me. Another thing that I want you to ask, which is super important. Schools are really turning into community centers in many different ways. Um, they're being used and facilitated in different communities to support uh, parents of the students, provide them, whether it's clothes or community resources or uh, mental health resources. And you want to ask your principal, how, how your leadership team, how is that being facilitated? How are we using our school to help our students in that capacity? Because if you help a student holistically, I promise you it can help make your day go by so much better. Because you know what? You know what your needs of your child are, of the student, and you can help them, provide them with the supports to get them through and to strengthen them and to hold them accountable to the greatness that resides in them. So it's really important. You know, these things again, off rip before you even take the job, ask these questions. You don't want to be in a place that is not, excuse me, that's not um, meant for you and you won't be good for. It. It's just like a relationship. It's any relationship. You have to have these questions. You got to know what you want. You got to know where you want to go. You also want to know about community engagement. Not only are there community, engage, uh, community centers, because sometimes schools um, may not be really up to full capacity in that way. So how are we engaging a community? I need you to think about that one. You also want to think about... <clears throat> excuse me. need some water. You also want to think about parent engagement. Oh, excuse me, I'm a little parched. Parent engagement. Man, if you think that you can go throughout the year and just tell parents the negative things their students do. Come on, y'all. What kind of relationship is that building? And what does that speak to the experience of the parent and the student with the school? School should not be a place where it's like, Oh, yo, Mike, why they have to call me again? Why is your teacher calling me again? What's the problem? Why are you not listening? Ma, I can't stand her. She don't listen to me. She's not respecting me. You haven't facilitated parent engagement. If the administration doesn't facilitate parent engagement, when is this going to happen? And it's real. I had to ask, um, one of my interviews, I asked the principal, I said, um, my time is my time. And, and that's real. Like, and I, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't saying it so uh, cavalier, but it is. My time is really important to me. Let me say it like that. My time is very important to me, and if I don't have self care and take care of myself, how can I pour back into my students? So, parent engagement. How is that going to happen throughout the day if my preps are taken or different things happen and it's 5 o'clock and I'm tired and I want to go home? And I I don't have the energy or the mental energy because it's real. Listen to our episode on self-care. You don't always have the mental energy to confer with parents about what plans we need to take place or what we need to do. So you need to ask your administration, when am I going to have time to be able to communicate with parents? That's real. Y'all hear my water in the background? I don't know why I'm so parched. I don't know. So you really want to know those different things. You want to know how they have parent communication, parent engagement, um, community center in the school. How do they facilitate engagement? Things of that nature. Because, again, it's not, y'all, it's not a, it's not just getting a job. I can't emphasize this enough. You are a steward. You are a steward over these children's education. So it's not just you going in saying, oh, I'm excited. Let me teach a lesson. No, 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 not in any way, shape, form or fashion. And if you think that, listen to my podcast so you don't go up in there messing up somebody's experience as a student. Cause I'll hold you accountable and I think you're whack if you do that because it's not about that it's so much more and you need to respect the position of being an educator even if the society hasn't taught you to you do and I got my my base in my throat because I'm serious you know you need to go there and you need to be able to sit down with confidence even if it's your first year and you need to sit down with confidence and and look at them and say this is who I am and this is what I believe in and we can have this conversation and if you don't want me that's okay that's OK, because this may be not be maybe for me, but you need to understand because you're spending eight hours, six to eight hours in front of somebody's child. You got to be prepared. And I'm telling you to ask all these questions because you can't be prepared if you don't have the right supports. If you don't have supports from your administration, y'all, any teacher will tell you nine times out of ten is not the kids. It's not. If you got a weak administration and who can't support you, don't got your back, or you got administration totally focused on testing, totally focused on this, who doesn't develop the culture and, and, Really create a school environment, or isn't receptive to its staff. Man, I'm telling you, you're gonna get burnt out. Be working at a bank before you know it. And I've met plenty of teachers who do that. I've met plenty of teachers who do that. And I won't even get started on the fact that you need to have these conversations with these educators about these leaders, these educators and leadership about. Cultural pedagogy. It's in all my other podcasts, and I bring it up now. Cultural competence. Y'all don't even know if y'all seen on Instagram this woman from Hampton, Connecticut, who is on the on the um, what is she on the school committee or something like that? And she called some black folks the N word, and I'm like, I'm like, y- you not see this? Y'all don't hear me? That that you have to be cognizant. Of whether folks think they're woke or not, we all walk in with biases and we got to be aware so that when we walk into these interviews, we can read people and understand that some people in leadership are not people you need to work under. And if you do, you need to be prepared for it because they have their own biases walking in and they have their own misconceptions and notions about the students they're serving and sometimes they think they're doing a favor. This woman's on a school committee, and she calling black kids the n word. And I'm like, people ask me, oh, what do you think? Dem- what demographic she served? It doesn't matter either way. She has that mindset, and she's exposing that to somebody, whether they're black, white, whatever. And the same goes for the, these positions you're going to, especially if you're in an urban community. Like, how ask the leadership team. How are you bringing in more black and brown voices? How are you putting more black and brown voices in positions in front of the classroom and not just teaching assistants? That's a good question to ask. Because God knows we is always teaching assistants. Teaching assistants aren't in front of the classroom, y'all. But... We handle the discipline, and we, we deal with the kids' behavior issues so the t- main teacher doesn't have to. And I always be like, is that because we're brown? Is that because we're black, because we can relate and speak to them? No, you facilitate your own relationship, teacher, and you build that. But anyways... These are all questions you need to ask, and then you need to be prepared for it, prepared for it, because that's the questions I ask. How are you bringing more black and brown people? What are you doing to facilitate culture? What are you doing to develop A, B, C, D, E, all the way to Z? What are you doing? Because you're getting paid enough money not just to look at me in a classroom uh, sometime throughout the year and to check in on me. No, I need to know what you're doing because that's part of your job as well. As much as the other responsibilities you have, That's part of your job as well, because if you're holding me accountable as educator and professional, I'm going to hold you accountable as educational professional, because at the end of the day, none of us are above each other. We are all servant leaders. Again, that's why I call us that. We are servant leaders. You just play in a different position. Yeah, you have responsibility, but my responsibility just as important. Right. And if an educator hold if a a, a, excuse me, not an educator, if a um, person in leadership holds themselves to those standards, they model and facilitate what a servant leader is, their staff follows them. That's it, you know? We all, like, you You rock with somebody, you know what I mean? You rock with somebody who's humble enough to say that, you know, I'm growing, I'm learning, but I'm here for these kids, I'm here for my staff, and I'm trying to do the best I can. You rock with somebody like that, you know what I mean? And you really want to support them and encourage them. And that's how you can facilitate, uh, facilitate um, community. You know, and you want to also, as much as I gave you these questions, you want to think about the questions they ask you. You know what I mean? You don't just want it to be like something that somebody's reading off your resume. You want to really make sure, and usually they do. It's a personality test, like I said. They want to see if you're a good fit. Because, in in, in, all honest and truth, y'all, as much as we got to take these tests to get certified, it does not make you a qualified educator, okay? You can get your master's and bachelor's degree and doctorate. That doesn't make you a qualified educator, it shows you can go to school. It shows you can you can be disciplined and do these different things, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But at the root of being an educator is something you really can't, it's something you can't teach because it's a passion and you recognize, again, it's a stewardship. So I want to encourage y'all all these questions uh, that I've uh, provided with you. If you want to give me any feedback, please, you're more than welcome. You can slide in my DMs at Melanated Visionary. all right, and you can move into that and give me some of your feedback. I really want to know what y'all think about this. I really want to know your opinion. I want to know questions you ask. Help me be a better person when, when I'm in that position interviewing people. I mean, like I'm hi- when I'm hiring, you know, I want to know what you think because it's super important. Um and shout out to my black and brown educators. I hope you can use this. And to my educators, my white educators, I think you should use this as well. Because again, I need you in places um, because until it stops being predominantly white women, white educators, I need you to be held accountable and aware of what you're doing. Because you don't, you really need to understand the position of authority you're in and what you're doing in front of these kids and how how important it is. Because I'm speaking in reflection of kids that they look like me. And if you're aware and you really respect them and honor them for who they are, you can get a lot of work out of them and really build them up, you know. And that's real important to me. It's necessary because I love my kids <laughs> and they are phenomenal. So on that note, y'all. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. It's my fifth episode, y'all. Oh, my God. Excited! There's so much more to come. No, I just wanted to say that. Okay. There's so much more to come. I thank God that I can be consistent with this. We got so many more episodes to come. We're going to have some more phenomenal guests. And um, we'll be running through to the end of the school year. We're going to take a break in the summer. Um, so we got about... I think about seven, eight more episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't wait to hear y'all feedback. Make sure y'all check me out on Instagram. It's Melanated Visionary. And this has been The Lesson Planned. And this is The Brio signing out.